presented by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey there, Playbook listeners. I'm Raghuman Avalin. Chuck Schumer speaks on the debt ceiling, plus a look at policing reform in Congress. Here are the big things we're watching on Monday, January 30th. Politico's Burgess Everett and Olivia Beavers recently had the chance to sit down with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. You can catch the full read in today's playbook, but he did have this to say when it comes to the debt ceiling. Schumer said he'll brook no hostage-taking, no brinksmanship from the GOP on the debt ceiling, even as he acknowledged some very extreme people are positioned to wield power in the House. Schumer had this to say, The plan is to get our Republican colleagues in the House to understand they're flirting with disaster and hurting the American people, and to let the American people understand that as well and I think will win. One thing to circle on your calendar this week, President Joe Biden meets with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy at the White House on Wednesday. The quite frankly brutal and shocking video showing Tyree Nichols being beaten to death by Memphis police officers prompted condemnation from all corners of Washington after it was released last Friday. Now, whether it'll prompt action is another matter. Playbook editor Mike DeBonis is here to break down how a policing reform bill might look in Congress. I think people might remember back in 2021, the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act was introduced in Congress. It got through the House. The House was then democratically controlled, but it didn't make it through the Senate. There have been renewed calls to get it through Congress again. Uh, what do you see happening there? Well, uh, short version is I don't see a whole lot happening there. Um, I covered the uh, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act quite intimately when I was a Capitol mm. Hill reporter. And uh, there were a lot of headwinds for that piece of legislation two, three years ago. And if anything, those headwinds have only gotten worse, even as we see mm. these uh, horrific incidents continue to happen, most recently to Tyree Nichols in Memphis. You know, it's and the more we learn about it, the, the circumstances here that these were officers in this, you know, special force dedicated to combating street crime. And these were, you know, fairly junior officers. There's serious questions about they were whether they were properly trained and properly vetted. These are the sort of issues that the George Floyd Justice Policing Act was meant to address. Uh, it was a, mm -hmm. meant to address uh, a lack of training, a lack of standards, things like that. You know, if the political environment were different, it, 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 you know, it's pretty easy to see this incident as giving some new momentum for this legislation. But the fact is, is that uh, between 2021, when this, uh, you know, this legislation last sort of there was a, a push to get it passed, things have changed quite dramatically. You know, specifically, there's a Republican House majority now and. Some of the key names who were pushing this legislation, particularly in the House, um, are no longer in the picture. And it, it's really mm. unclear uh, how things are going to move forward, even though you still have a Democratic president and a Democratic Senate majority that's interested in at least talking about uh, some sort of compromise legislation. So House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan was on Meet the Press yesterday. Um, he definitely didn't signal support for a bill like the George Floyd policing bill, uh, but he did say there were things that could be done. Do you think there's momentum for yeah. any sort of bill, even if it's not the George Floyd bill? Um, it, it's really hard to say. I mean, you know, uh, 
Jim Jordan has a lot of priorities for the new Congress and doing anything involving policing is not really among them. You know, he, he's made very clear that the House Judiciary Committee is going to be focused on oversight of the Justice Department under President Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, oversight mm-hmm. of the FBI. Um, it's going to be looking into things like uh, Hunter Biden and so on and so forth. Um, those are the things that Republicans talked about during their campaign. They're things that Jim Jordan's been talking about for years now. And um, what they have not been talking about is this, you know, national problem with policing and the killings of black Americans uh, at the hands of police. And, uh, you know, they certainly have expressed sympathy at times. But, you know, even in 2020 and 2021, um, a lot of the the Republican uh, conversations on this issue were happening on the Senate side, particularly by Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, who was sort of deputized by Mitch McConnell to, to enter some negotiations on behalf of Republicans. But, you know, those negotiations continued for months and months and months mm-hmm. in, from 2020 into 2021. And they eventually fell apart. They just couldn't come together. And they ended in the fall of 2021, actually kind of acrimoniously. There was a lot of finger pointing, a lot of uh, sort of sore feelings. And it it wasn't entirely clear what it would take to put it back together. And the thing about Capitol Hill is, is that, you know, if, if there's not the chance of a result happening, if if the stars are not aligned that you have a Senate coalition, a House coalition, Mm. and then a president to sign a bill, then, you know, people aren't going to put the time and energy in to the negotiations uh, in in any one of those places if they don't think that they're going to get there. And I think that the, the, you know, the thing that that would have to change for there to be a chance here is to see some real leadership in the House, particularly in the on the Republican side, in wanting to get this over the finish line. So, you know, really what I'm looking for this week is just how are Democrats going to use this, you know, politically and how what, how are they going to pressure Republicans uh, to take uh, action on this issue? And how is President Biden going to uh, you know, do that. Uh, we already have the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, its leader, Congressman Stephen Horsford of Nevada, is uh, set to uh, meet with the White House and uh, figure out a way to elevate this issue. Um, what is Joe Biden going to do? Is he going to go to Memphis, perhaps, at, at some point in the next week or two? Um, you know, it certainly seems to be an open question. There's just a lot of uh, unanswered questions about what Democrats can and will do to uh, put this issue front and center in the public eye. Playbook editor Mike DeBonis. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 12.50 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will leave Newcastle, Delaware for Baltimore. There, he'll hold an event at the Baltimore and Potomac Tunnels North Portal to highlight how the bipartisan infrastructure law will fund the tunnel's replacement, with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg also attending. At 3.45, Biden will leave Baltimore to head back to the White House, arriving at 4.05. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 10.45 a.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will depart for the Raleigh-Durham International Airport. There, she'll tout the administration's small business investments. And at 3.55, she'll leave North Carolina to head back to D.C. The House will meet at noon. The Rules Committee will meet at 4.30 p.m. and take up several pandemic-related bills at 5 p.m. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. with the roll call votes expected at 5.30. All right, for more news, 
on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghuman Avalin. Have a good week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The world's need for more reliable, affordable energy is intertwined with the goal of building a lower carbon future. Meeting energy demand and alleviating energy poverty worldwide with reliable, affordable energy while reducing greenhouse gas emissions is a challenge that the natural gas and oil sector is meeting head on. The solution is right here.